you're looking to sell your home at realestateagentsitrust.com. Our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com we went to the Marco Rubio rally uh, that was here in Dallas at uh, uh, hotel was that? That was the uh, Weston. Yeah, the Weston Hotel, and uh, one of the Westons here, and and it was a pretty good crowd. They said about eight hundred packed into that uh, ballroom, and it, it it seemed really full and like a lot of people and pretty vibrant crowd. So I think some you know good supporters were there. One one guy got up and and yelled at the very beginning that Marco Rubio is owned by Jews, Jews, Jews. and Freemasons, and then he was uh, suddenly slammed back down in his chair and put in a chokehold by one of the people in attendance. It's a really interesting moment. Um, but Rubio didn't address that. He never addressed the fact. Never denied it. That the guy said he was owned by Jews. Is he? Maybe. He didn't deny it. Is he owned by Freemasons? Maybe. He didn't deny it. What about the Moose Lodge? Are they involved? Didn't deny that either. Didn't no, deny did it. Hmm. But, I mean, the only thing you could assume from that is that it's true. That's what. That's a conclusion I came to. Uh, but also yesterday, he did say that uh, he will crush Hillary. He is looking forward to a Rubio-Clinton matchup. Because he really believes he would do well in that matchup. And I, I think he's probably right. Um, as we talked about on the car ride home, uh, and Glenn said that uh, he's his second choice for the GOP nomination after Ted Cruz. And, you know, I, I, I would say that that's where he is for me, too. Is that where you put him, or is he lower for you? Rubio? Where would you put Rubio? Well, I mean, let's see. Where are the people still remaining? Which is, uh, of course, uh, let me see if I can uh, pull up this list here real quick. Because I was thinking about this. I don't know that I put him second, um, but I, I feel like. All right, let me see. I'm pulling this up now. Uh, okay. Um, is he ahead of Trump? Yes. yes. Is he ahead of Cruz? No. Is he ahead of Rubio? He's tied with Rubio because he is Rubio. So that's a, that's an okay. interesting part of that. <laughs> it is. Um, ahead of Carson, I would say yes. Ahead of Christie, I would say yes. Ahead of Bush, I would say yes. Um, ahead of Paul, that's the one I had, the, the, the first thought I had. I don't know. I think Paul's better on policy in, most, uh, in, in, in a lot of areas. Um, I, he, I don't think he has a chance right now. Mm -hmm. um, so that makes me think, well, electability, right. he's, got a, he's the guy with the chance. You know, like there's a four there's a four uh, way build up right now. This is an interesting uh, point uh, in New Hampshire. Four establishment D uh, as they're being portrayed candidates, um, of which Rubio is clearly the most conservative. Um, uh, there's four of them going to battle uh, in, or maybe you can argue five in New Hampshire, and they're all bunched together. Rubio at 15 or 14, uh, Christie at 11, Kasich at 10, Bush at eight, and you can maybe throw Fiorina in at five. Um, of those five, first of all, Rubio is the most conservative. Mm -hmm. But second of all, you, if you add up, uh, you know, these people, they're way ahead of Donald Trump. The, that vote is being split between a bunch of establishment people. Right. And if they don't coalesce around mm -hmm. someone like Rubio, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to wind up with either Trump or Cruz, and they're not going to be happy with that. 
Um, now, so I, so I would say to me, maybe I really do think we need more of the libertarian flair. So I, for the moment, I'll say I'll I'll put Paul second and, and Rubio third, but they're real close. I mean, I, I to me, there's a, a quite a separation between Cruz and anybody else. Me too. Um, but I think that second group is Rubio and Paul. I, I would have I would have put Santorum in there at some at the bottom of that. But he's he, dead to me now. He's really well. First of all, he's dead to me because it was he's stupid. Now dead to me. But but that's not really a policy complaint. It's just an annoying <laughs> thing about him. Um, but yeah, he's down he's down mm-hmm. in that group with I think you know Santorum or Fiorina at this point. Neither. Right. Neither. Um, uh, you know Christie. You know I think both of them. I would still pick above Christie, Kasich, Bush. Yes. Um, you know, but I, I think right now, I mean, I'd probably put him third, but I could, you want to convince me he's second, I can, I can deal with that. I think I could vote for three guys that are left. Uh, you know, obviously Cruz, definitely Rubio, and, I, and, and Rand Paul's probably the third. Would you be able to vote if he got the nomination, <clears throat> Ben Carson? Yes, I think so. I th- yeah, I th- I think against Hillary? Yeah, yeah, I'd have to, and, just, and then gotta... hope that he learned on the job. Which he'd have to do because he's not there. Because we all have this adjustment that will happen. And mm-hmm. people ask us about this all the time, particularly as it relates to Trump. What will happen when you get to that, uh, that final election? Right. There is an adjustment that happens to all of us sure. in this period. Mm-hmm. When we have no longer the choice of a great candidate versus this candidate, uh, and instead we have a terrible candidate versus candidate, your mind will adjust. I actually believe that will happen. In, uh, in this race with any of these candidates, they'll all seem better than they do now then. However, you can't make up the ground with Donald Trump with me. There's absolutely no way I will ever cast a vote for that guy. Now, Rubio, I think, my guess is, A, I think right now, I could cast a vote for that guy. By the time the election comes, I'll probably love the guy. Like, I, I'll, I'll slide even further. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if Rand Paul was a nominee, I have a couple of problems with Rand Paul and policy. By the time he was a nominee, I'd probably love the guy. Um, yeah. You know, or at least by the time the election came up, you know, Ben Carson right now, like, I, I don't think Ben Carson's the right choice, to be perfectly honest. Uh, I, don't I don't think, think Ben th- could beat Hillary. Yeah, I mean, he polls pretty well against him, but I think it's I more of an know. unknown uh, Republican type of thing. Um, you're right. I don't think he could. I think he would make too many missteps. Um, and, you know, but, you know, honestly, when it comes down to it, I think I could vote for Ben Carson. Um, you know, can I vote for, uh, you know, Mike Huckabee? No. Under no circumstance am I going to do that. I'm done with that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I don't care. He can't move me enough. There's not enough. Plus, he has no chance to win. And he has no chance to win. Just no chance. But a lot of these, I mean, you've got to believe. Let's just say Trump is his own thing, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's Cruz, Paul, Rubio, or maybe Rubio. Cruz, Paul, um, Carson, etc., and that conservative right. plank. And then there's establishment where you can maybe put Rubio. Some people are putting him there. Uh, also Kasich, uh, Christie, Bush, Fiorina. You've got to believe one of those people is coming out of each one of those planks. Trump is there. He's, he's the guy there. We think it's Cruz, although you never know. And then somebody at another plank. It could be Rubio. And if it is Rubio, that's incredibly good, I think, for uh, the party, because then you have someone who's pretty conservative, that is the establishment guy, mm-hmm. and that's pretty good. Uh, but it could be Christie. It could be, uh, I don't think it could be Kasich, but it could be Christie. It could be, I, it could probably still even be Bush. It's not going to be, um, you know, I mean, it could be Fiorina maybe even. It's not going to be, obviously, George Pataki. Uh, but we've got to believe that there's going to be some level of candidate out of those three planks. Um, and, you know, I don't know how long that lasts, but Trump is obviously going to make it 
you know, through the, you would think, the first couple of primaries at the very least. If he loses the first two or three primaries, I can't imagine he'll bother. But, uh, again, you know, you look at this and everyone's like, oh, well, Trump is Good chance to lose Iowa. Yeah, he's already losing Iowa. Don't know about New Hampshire. That's uh, that's a tougher one. Now, look, he's up by 13 uh, 13 points currently in uh, New Hampshire. But think about this from a separate view. He's got 27%, which is about what he has in uh, in Iowa. He just has one candidate beating him in Iowa. Mm-hmm. Here, he's beating the candidates. But as I just described, right. the four establishment candidates destroy him if they're not split. So is he strong or is he just holding down the same quarter of the electorate he's had the entire time? time? In these early states, it does seem that way. He's a little bit higher now in the national polls, or at least the ones that are most recent, which, by the way, are freaking December 21st. When are we going to get a new poll here? Um, I would like to know what the state of the race is. We, we, I mean, we're only getting Internet to. polls. Yeah. The, the, the place that surprises me the most, I think, is South Carolina. I can't believe he leads in it's, South Carolina. But That's South amazing. Carolina, a lot of times, seems to make their decision based on the other, like, not, not entirely, but is mm-hmm. influenced heavily by those first two decisions. Because, like, the first two states generally whittle the field down to, let's say, maximum four, maybe five, but usually two. Usually you're down to two candidates, and then South Carolina says, ah, that one. Or it's down to three candidates, ah, that one. Uh, but the first two races do make a decision. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I feel like, is, is Nevada fourth? I think Nevada's fourth. Is it third or fourth? It's, it goes, it goes uh, Iowa, New Hampshire, uh, South Carolina, Nevada. I right? think so. And mm-hmm. then you're into Super Tuesday. And that's where Ted Cruz is. Put, he's doing more events in the South than he is in Iowa right now. Mm. Um, and so he should be, if he can get to that uh, position with a, a good percentage, you're going to have, you know, a, a lot of delegates going his way on, uh, from the South. He's in it. He's well positioned. He is. Yeah, he really is. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. 